You're listening to First City Forum with your host, Brittany Rickard, and I am here today with Danielle, Christine, and Rich with Stomp the Stigma. How are you doing, Danielle? Good, thank you. Okay, so we went over this uh, a week or two ago, but uh, we could probably have a lot of new listeners or Mm -hmm. different listeners. So will you tell us the details on the Stomp the Stigma event this year? Yeah, so Stop the Stigma, we started because September is National Recovery Month, which speaks to um, recovery from substance use disorders and mental health disorders. So we're trying to uh, raise awareness and share some experience, strength, and hope in uh, the recovery community. And the event is tomorrow. Uh, The resource event starts at 11 o'clock. The march will start at noon. We'll walk from the plaza to the tunnel downtown, turn around and go back to the plaza. And at one o'clock, there'll be recovery speakers there. So the whole event is uh, starts and ends at the plaza. A couple of hours, come down and check it out. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so they meet at the plaza, they go on the walk, they come back, and then all of the speakers and stuff start. Yes, ma'am. Um, where at the plaza? Is it just center court, like main, you walk in those main doors? right by uh, McDonald's, Silly Munchkins, Bernie's, like right there in the middle. Okay, very cool. And it's totally open to the public. Anybody can participate? Absolutely. No charge. Come on in. Very, very cool. So it's really awesome what you guys are doing. Um, You had somebody else with you last time. Will you introduce the people that you brought with you? Yeah. So this is Christine Fury, who has been co-founder from day one of the whole event and idea. And she's my best friend. And we are... um, both uh, members of recovery and then we have rich lewis who was christine's friend who she introduced me to and i'll let them talk a little more about that but rich lewis is from eugene oregon and he has this whole other platform of recovery that he speaks on so we thought it would be a great idea to bring him up and show kind of a different aspect of what you can do with you know your story and your time and the space you have available Very cool. Okay, Christine, can you tell me how you got involved with Danielle and Stomp the Stigma? Um, Well, yes, like Danielle said, um, we are very close friends. (laughs) We are both members of Recovery. Um, That is how we know each other. I mean, we grew up in Ketchikan together, so we've kind of known of each other, um, but we really became close um, in Recovery. And so both of us just kind of had ideas about doing something somehow some way along <laughs> along the line and we got tired of like the red tape that comes along with a lot of coalitions right. and decided you know what we're just gonna do something and um really we had the idea that we were just gonna walk through town with posters and maybe a couple people would join along and that was five years ago and it has kind of just turned into what it is now very cool. So you've been there since the beginning with Danielle. Yes. Okay, very, very, very cool. Um, will you tell me how you met Rich here? I met Rich on TikTok. <laughs> I love, we, we were talking about this before we started. I love TikTok. It is such an amazing platform. Um, can you go a little more in depth? Yeah, so I actually was on TikTok for completely different reasons, um, like we were talking about before. Um, originally, TikTok was on my phone because of my kids. I never thought I would really be on there. Um, I got on there for a business thing that I do, um, and I started opening up just being my most authentic self, and my most authentic self is me as a person in recovery that suffers from, like, dual diagnosis, and I started just sharing about my struggles and my successes in recovery, and I found out that there's a huge recovery platform, and in that journey, I found Rich, (laughs) and we just, you know, ended up, I don't know becoming good friends and here he is he has a pretty large platform and he is a huge pillar in the recovery community on tiktok 
That's awesome. Rich, can you tell us more about your platform? Yes, my platform is Starting Up Recovery. I consider myself a recovery advocate, a recovery advocate. And so I sit there and I just speak from the heart of it. I just started getting on that platform, started off with one simple little video of just me talking. And I always got told I had the gift of gab and it was either a cursing <laughs> or a bless. So I said, well, let's see if we can make this a blessing and use this for the good. And what I got on there was I was able to be very vulnerable, very who I was with these people. Like, you know, to give them the whole honest part of me, every side of me, I can show them. And that's what's cool about it. And I avoided this platform for so long. I avoided it for very long time. Thought it was just a children's app, but it's so much more to that. And then all of a sudden it took a couple videos. They went viral. They blew up. And ever since then, I've been just running with it. And you can reach so, so many. I talked to people all over different countries. It's obviously here in Alaska, I met Christine, and so many connections and ties that we got through our recovery community. So it's been just a blessing, you know, in disguise. And it's just amazing the fact that we get so many people that reach out to Christine, I, Danny, whoever, that you can really make a difference if you put your heart and soul into it, no matter what you're going through, though. You can show them every side of you. You can be in the lowest of low, and people will get it. And what's amazing about it is we just pick each other up on there. It's an amazing platform. It is. Um, it's amazing the support you can find on there. And like you said, I feel like a lot of people have kind of that naivety about it. If you're not on TikTok, you don't know. And if, like you said, you've got kids that had the app downloaded. If you're like 13, yeah, you're going to have the dancing videos and, you know, the silly whatever. But it's just like YouTube or any other platform where there is yes. something for everybody on there. And their algorithm caters it to you. So the more stuff that you interact about, you know. So, yes, and I was scared. And my platform is a little bit different than yours is. But um, to start being vulnerable on there because sometimes you see mean comments or whatever but there's such a huge especially I feel like in the recovery um, part of TikTok support system and people on there and me and Danielle talked about this the last time she was on there but there's so many people who are going through this in the dark also so I feel like TikTok's kind of a safe place to be able to watch those videos and interact and find that support and not have to like publicize it and whatnot and not that there's shame in that either but the people who are a little bit more scared i think um so that's cool so you have found a very supportive platform on tiktok can you tell us um kind of some of the stuff you cover in your videos yeah a lot of my videos i cover just exactly what i'm going through in that very given moment if i'm going through my depression i'm going through it if i'm going through my happiness they see it but there's a message behind every single video i share every single video i share that no matter what you don't have to pick up no matter what that you can push through it in the midst of all of it whatever struggle like we deal with life and life's terms just because we got clean and we're in recovery doesn't mean that life solves rainbows and butterflies mm -hmm. we still deal with you know everyday problems different things that arise different people in certain certain circumstances that we have but at the end of the day we don't we're not alone in this and that was one of the most things that i hated for the longest time i felt so alone before i got clean I didn't feel like anybody heard me. I didn't feel like anyone understood what I was going through. So I stayed sick for the longest time because of that. It was until I finally started reaching out, started speaking up just a little more, just taking a little inch and running with it, that I found out I'm not alone in this, that we are never alone again, and that you, you know, that you never have to sit there and sit in silence. You can go through it with everyone else, and they'll just pick you right back up. So a lot of my platform covers that. I'm doing a huge, huge one on self-love, actually, this month. I'm doing all my platform on self-love because we have a lot of, you know, you, of course, you get the relapses and the people falling back in. It's, it happens. But how do we reach to the core of that, right? Last month, August, or 
Yeah, last month, August 31st, was overdose awareness. So I thought, okay, what can I do with this? How do we stop people from getting to that point, right? And then September being recovery month, how do we stop them from going back out? And that's where I'm doing all of it on self-love. All my platform this month will be on self-love. Like once you start loving yourself and you find it within yourself, you can honestly stop what you're doing and actually know that you are deserving of this life. You're deserving of, you know, living life to the fullest and, you know, able to recover, you know. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of my platform. Like I said, this month will be on self-love. Self-love is a huge, huge, huge thing, I think, in recovery. And once you find that within yourself to love yourself, you can truly find it to recover. That's amazing. And then we were, again, having a similar conversation about the authenticity that people are attracted to. And I think it takes a lot of bravery to A, just put, to, it's like the initial step. After you start getting the support, you get a little more brave, you get a little more brave. But that initial step that it takes to, to put yourself out there like that, especially when you're going through something like that. And I think it's really important for people to be able to, you know, growth is not linear. So for you to be expressing yourself in such a raw, like this is the day that I'm having, that's amazing. That's really, I think that's really helpful for people to see. Um, what is, are you going to be talking about some of the same stuff? Are you speaking at this event tomorrow? Yes, I'll be speaking at this event tomorrow. Like I'm honored by the fact that they brought me up here and I'm going to speak on a little bit about my story. I'm going to give a background. I come from 20 years of addiction. I was homeless for the last 10 years, but I've got four years and five months clean. Um, good, hard, honest work and just speaking out. So I'm going to speak on that a little and then just kind of run with what the event, which I believe is the ripple effect and go, you know, how it has an effect on us, how we can have a negative and a positive effect on our recovery, right? Mm -hmm. And what we deal with, right? So I come from an area to where I really wasn't given a chance. My father was in prison. My my, he was an addict, and the crazy thing is I knew nothing about him, but it's had an effect on me somehow. But I was the end of that. I was going to break that chain and stop that so that I don't portray this onto my children and I carry on a better life for them. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Christine, can you tell us? So you just message him on TikTok, and you're like, hey, we do this thing, stomp the stigma up here. Are you interested? How did that come about? Well, I, no. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. But no, we had already developed a pretty good friend. Like, at this point, he is literally one of my very best friends. So, um, me and Danny were actually talking one night, like, literally in the middle of the night. <laughs> we're like, oh, let's do this. You know, one of our crazy, wild ideas. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Well, all this good has come from your crazy, wild ideas. And so. So, <laughs> yes. And so... Um, and we just kind of asked him, and he was like, yeah, I would love to. And it's just, we've been blessed, and it has kind of actually fallen into place. I always say, like, I, actually, Danny was like, let, it, that one was one of her wild ideas, and then we made it happen. Usually, it's my crazy idea, and Danny is, like, the color green personality with all the organization. I have none. <laughs> I know some the, the passion and the fire behind a lot of things. <laughs> and honestly, like, one of the things that started for me, she had come back from an event in Washington, D.C. Um, about, like, prevention and education and came back and was just... I could, she was just resonating this fire and like, we have to do something like people are dying and our community is not talking about it. And, um, I don't remember where we were at or where I ran into you, but I'll never forget the moment standing in front of the discovery center when it happened, because it changed everything for me. And that's when I started to realize, like, I don't have to, like, we have to recover out loud. And that's like a term that I'm, I'm sure Christine didn't coin, but she was the first person I heard say that. Um, and from there was when I started to join some of the 
coalitions and groups around town and things like that. But it really all kicked off because her her passion to recover out loud was just infectious. And that, again, speaks to the ripple effect. Like, you know, one person helping another, that's how we get out of the darkness. That's awesome. You know, there's this whole kind of theme of raw authenticity that you guys are all kind of bouncing off of is you know passion is infectious so that's that's amazing and like this everything that we've talked about the people who aren't recovering out loud inspires like the whole breaking the stigma theme too because it's you know i've i me and danielle talked about this a little bit before but addiction runs in my family i grew up with a, a parent who struggled with it and stuff and we were from a really 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 religious background so he was not comfortable reaching out for help he hit it the best he could it was very swept under the rug and if you did know about it you just didn't talk about it kind of thing so um it's really inspirational what you guys are doing is rich the only speaker tomorrow are there going to be multiple no there's going to be multiple christine is going to share her story rich and then matt hamilton he's going to tell a story from a little bit of a different perspective he is the family member of someone who is now in recovery thank god um and kind of speak to what it's like to be a family member watching that and like how you have to put up boundaries and you know the fear but then the hope that happens, the the recovery part that happens and the joy that that sparks and, you know, how the ripple effect of recovery has affected their family as well. And, and then, and, <laughs> and so every year I'm like, you know, I MC, I thank mm-hmm. people. I, I always speak a little bit here and there in between everyone. But last year I kind of opened my mouth and was like, you know, it's been almost five years now. Maybe next year is the year that I tell my story. So now I'm being held to that and <laughs> actually going to tell a little bit more, give a little more background into you know how I ended up here in the first place okay good can we discuss one more time uh, just a few of the uh, sponsors or the um, the people that will be there that we talked about I can't remember the, the, the yeah. name is escaping me <laughs> but the resource the rally the resources yeah. there we go <laughs> so I guess I would start with as far as support sponsorship um, I would first go to uh, where I work at residential youth care from day one uh, my boss Dustin Larna kind of caught on to what was going on, what I was doing. And I was really afraid because I was afraid it would affect my job. Like if people know that I'm a recovering addict, how am I going to be able to still work with kids? And he said to me two different things. He said to me that I'll never forget. There's nothing that your present couldn't argue about your past. And then I told him a little more about what the event was going to be. And um, he, I had heard him actually say to one of the youth we were working with aggressively pursue your goals. And, and I'll never forget that. And that's, you know, what made me help not be afraid of doing what we're doing. Um, and since then, we've been able to, you know, partner on a lot of things. They help with a lot of like the marketing and printing and things like that. Um, so first and foremost, I would say residential youth care. And then the plaza, um, when we st- thought like christine said it was the march and then i asked judy zingy uh if we could end the march at the mall and she was like oh that's awesome what you guys are doing why don't i give you guys a stage and a mic so then here is the speaking event and the resource rally so um plaza for sure and then interestingly enough um the department the State of Alaska Division of Behavioral Health is here this year, which is a really exciting additional component. And they are launching a statewide campaign in the stigma, find treatment, begin healing, which is really powerful. And they heard what we were doing because of some other work Christine was doing with them. And they're down here as well. So they're going to be recording things and using pieces of that for their statewide campaign and PSAs, um, social media, things like that. Um, For that, 
Bernie's uh, graciously let us basically shop in their store and set up a little interview area, which has been really awesome. So we got to kind of shop and set up a little uh, living room this morning. So as far as sponsorship sponsorship goes, I would say, you know, those are definitely top three. And then participation in the resource rally. um, It's going to be residential youth care. KIC, Aquila Gateway, WISH, and their Revilla Island Resilience Initiative, Community Connections, Ketchikan Wellness Coalition, Ketchikan Police Department, um, Tonga Substance Screening, and Lighthouse Church of God. So the idea that we've always had is like mind, body, spirit, right? Yeah. And so we want to keep, and if people hear this and they want to be involved next year, we would love to add more you know, agencies, groups, individuals, um, you know, the more, the better, and the more resources we can get out there to our community, the more healing Mm -hmm. we can do. Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, well, before we wrap up, do you guys want to actually share your TikTok usernames? Because I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there that would, might want to check it out. Yes. Mine is chaotically underscore Christine. Chaotically underscore Christine. And mine is James life is good. I know my name is Rich, but I went with my middle name. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what kind of weirdos were going to be on TikTok. But. <laughs> I laugh about that now because he still found a whole bunch of fucking freaking. <laughs> you guys, okay. I'm it's so okay. mad. It's okay. <laughs> I have a horrible mouth. I'm so sorry. Okay. God forgive me. She does a great job, you guys. It's my fault. <laughs> I broke all her rules. Anyways. Um. He found all the weirdos in an attempt to fi- like protect himself. He found all the weirdos. Yes, I wouldn't have it any other way. So James, life is good. James, life is good. All right, perfect. And I'm K Town Island girl. Except I'm not really on TikTok that much. I kind of got on more so that I could meet Rich and see what the heck they were talking about. And they've really taken off with the app and been inspirational and i've been introduced to people on there mm-hmm. uh and it's i mean i really recommend it because yeah. man i can just scroll through at the end of the night and there's just messages i was actually hanging out with my 13 year old looking at what was on her tiktok for you page which was interesting <laughs> and and her phone it's great quality time and her phone died and she was like well let's look at yours and we spent maybe five minutes doing that and she says your TikTok's boring everything's the same <laughs> because it's all recovery mm-hmm. with a little bit of like christian worship music well it's it's amazing like i said there's a platform for everyone on there um anything from like humor to recovery to medical stuff to like it's really not a, I, I preach this so often my friends like okay we get it i'm like i love it yeah <laughs> all right well thank you guys for coming on um remember to go to this event tomorrow start time is noon start time is 11 for the 11. resource rally marked is at noon speakers at one perfect all right thank you guys for coming on you are listening to first city form with your host Brittany rickard on ktkn